0: 222, hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab globe, spin it around, bang. Not sure where you ended up, so spin it around. Find Texas, southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland. And thank you so much for the uh, donations, continued support. It goes a long way to help the ministry. We are starting to get out of the studio, doing live events, uh, typically at men's ministry events, and we have some of those other announcements be coming up later. So. If you see us, stop in and say hi. And if you want to book us, just go to the website. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys. And each of us on our own spiritual journey. We feel all men are leaders, uh, leaders of your family, leaders at work, leaders in your church and community. But sometimes that lead dog needs to be fed, spiritually recharged, and that's why we're here. So you, whether you found us on Facebook Facebook, SoundCloud where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, our website, man up spiritualoasis.com or pray dot com. We're glad you're joining us and we're on this No Church Answers Tour. And that we're we're glad that you're uh coming along with us. You know what we do here is we take a uh adult Bible fellowship or a Sunday school lesson for various publications. We uh Go over it with this panel. We put a man spin on it. We update it, and we unpeel it like an onion and apply it to our lives. And so that's what we do. And we're in the uh um you, this particular one is from the Connect Three Hundred and Sixty Baptist Way Press. Um, we uh, this is uh, Solomon. No ordinary kind of wisdom is what we've been going through. So, and with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, introduce our panel. Uh, world-class policy writer, professional gambler, and our producer, Mr. Steve Titch.
2: Hey, Steve. Hey. Hello, Steve.
0: And Hello. also attorney and prosecutor and excused absence. That's why. He, but he's here. We have open-door policy, and uh, sometimes we should lock it. But he's here. Michael. We call him the judge, Michael Cropper. Hey. Hello, Cropper. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> and uh, a corporate trainer, kind of the group theologian, we call him the professor, uh, Robert Koshu. Hey, Robert. Hello, Robert. And back again, we didn't chase him off, uh, kind of a logistics guy, we call him the evangelist, Earl Lloyd. Hey, Earl. Hello,
2: Lloyd. Hello.
0: And insurance broker and deacon, Kyle Treyhead. Hey, Kyle.
2: Well, Kyle, too. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) We, uh, this particular subject, time, is called, you can't take it with you, so what do you leave behind? And I have wanted to talk about this particular subject, and for lack of a better term, it is about death. And honestly, as I get older in my life, it seems to not necessarily consume my thoughts, but I certainly think about it more. And I see people, I've seen people running away from death, and I see people who their actions seem like they're running to death. We're going to be going through this uh, this study, and um, I want to go ahead and, uh, before I get too far into it, want to get a basic overview from the panel and start with our producer, Mr. Steve Ditch.
3: Well, I know you like to use the stone in the water and the ripples analogy. And to use that a little more imperfectly, I think there's a number of ways to go out. You can go out with a splash. You can uh, get everyone's attention, a big spectacle of your life, and everybody talks about it. Uh, but then, fairly quickly, it dies down. Or you can go out with you like to say a clam dunk a right. stone falls in the water and just sinks to the bottom and you doesn't do anything and that i think that might be better than the first but yeah. really what we often talk about is is your life and death uh, your life and certainly your legacy uh, being like a stone that hits the water and extends ripples outward and i think in, in a way that's what we're all maybe trying to do with our christian legacy
0: excellent uh, professor koshu
1: yeah this is one of those when i think about the legacy i think about what you leave and what's left at the at the end of it and i find it incredibly interesting what the scripture does here, listing Solomon's stuff, for lack of a better word, yeah, that without any that. other comment as to what his <clears throat> true legacy is at right. the end of the day, and and I think there's a real good juxtaposition that we can talk about from it's a, a big man- word. I, it You're is, right. yeah. Occasionally, I have those right. um, from a man's perspective of what the world today will tell us should be our legacy versus what our legacy really should be at the end of the day.
4: Oh, that's deep. Uh, Earl Lloyd. (laughs) It's inevitable that we are all going to leave here. And God was gracious enough to tell us and to give us a memo as to tell us that death comes like a thief in the night so therefore we should be prepared meaning we don't know when it's going to come so that means we should be in preparation to be with the lord at any time given so we should live lives like that i do follow up and i am going to piggyback off the professors we tend to chime in with the world uh as far as leaving our children or whomever we leaving something, uh monetary things or, or things that we got. What about leaving them with the story or just stressing the story of Christ and instilling the story of Christ into our loved ones?
0: Oh, out <laughs> That's the evangelist, Earl Lloyd, outstanding. <laughs> I'm going to make Kyle Treyhead follow that. (laughs)
5: Somehow I always end up there. Uh, You know, so I'm going to piggyback on uh, what Steve was saying, that, you know, with the ripple effect, uh, you know, we could be the fountain. The fountain is always putting out new ripples. um, And it will go on, well, as long as the pump keeps working. Um, And so will my life. (laughs) you know and and Bill or you know I kind of off Robert had the same thought you'd called it uh, death for this uh, one and when I read it I I just read more legacy in it his was kind of a tainted one Um, you know especially at the end he he rode well and then floundered at the end and uh, that's what we're supposed to avoid I think in this and it was a lot about the money and every the grandeur of it all and he lost sight of where you're supposed to be on Christ
2: excellent Michael Cropper yes I think I'm turned on again here Uh, yes His ears ears. Mike's, don't don't Mike, 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 don't even think is that.
0: On. <laughs> yes, Hopefully we avoid that. Mike, you're you're here. You're yeah, here, yeah, yeah, proof yeah, that yeah, he
2: is yeah. alive. Still. No, Steve, <laughs> S- Steve set us up really good. He sent a comment, and folks, uh, I think we mentioned that before. Steve sends out a little note of what what he's looking at in the uh, in the particular uh, planning or, or doing that we're going to look at tonight on the podcast. And one of the comments he made was that. That, and, and again this is all about Solomon. This is all about his book and his wisdom and his money. And uh of course we we touched on this I think last week and the weeks before and the third thing women. <laughs> but yeah, but like we those. we all hear about how smart he was and all the gold he had. But I, I think later in life that gold took advantage of him and he became became proud. We read about him fashioning shields of gold and putting them in his summer villa i call that the, the house in the forest of lebanon so he really did lose direction toward the end of his ways and we talked about that again um but let me let me get a point i made here all of us want to be remembered as guys have spoken after we die to be remembered we must do something that is notable to the world and hopefully it's not a crime uh, such as some people are being put away because of capital murder Hopefully it's something good. Uh, For instance, the best baseball player, many of us know as Babe Ruth or Hank Aaron, the best football player, maybe Tom Brady today or Terry Bradshaw, depending on your choice, the richest man in the world today might be Bill Gates. It might be Warren Buffett, Um, the richest man of all time. We're told it's Solomon. And we've been talking about him for, what, 12 podcasts, 10 or 11 Mm -hmm. podcasts, Um, the wisest man of all time. We're told that's Solomon. However, I seem to think that Einstein fits right up in there and part of it, because when we look at at Solomon, he had all this wisdom and knowledge, but he didn't use it properly toward after a certain period of time in his life, maybe 15 years, maybe 20 years. We don't know what at what point he let the ladies that were in his lives and he had way too many of them uh, dictate to how he was going to serve God and whether or not he was going to serve God. So anyway. We are not able to approach uh, one other one man that is most notable in our legacies that we would like to take after, and that's Jesus Christ. That's if I'm going to to set up a legacy for myself, I would like to be like him, but I can't. He's the Son of God, right? But we can follow him we can try try to follow his commandments and what He gave us to do in his word, both in the New Testament and uh, any other, many other references in the Sermon on the Mount. But anyway, when he leaves us, he tells us to go into the world and preach the gospel. So uh, do we want to, since most of us are not going to be wealthy like Solomon, again, the guys have already mentioned this, but I agree with them. And that's simply, what is your legacy? What do you want to leave behind? And we're going to be talking about that. Bill?
0: Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the uh, scripture which is second chronicles nine thirteen through 31 now the weight of gold that came to solomon in one year was 666 talents of gold besides that which the explorers and merchants brought and all the kings of arabia and the governors of the land brought gold and silver to solomon king solomon made 200 large shields of beaten gold 600 shekels of beaten gold went into each shield and he made 300 shields of beaten gold 300 shekels of gold went into each shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. The king also made a great ivy throne and overlaid it with pure gold. The throne had six steps and a footstool of gold, which were attached to the throne. On each side of the seat were armrests and two lions standing besides the armrests, while twelve lions stood there, one at each end of a step on the six steps. Nothing like it was ever made for any kingdom. All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold. All the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were pure gold. Silver was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon, for the king's ship went to tarnish with the servants of Hiram. Once every three years, the ships of tarnish used to come bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. Thus, King Solomon excelled all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his mind. Every one of them brought his present articles of silver and gold garments, myrrh, spices, horses and mules so much year by year. And Solomon had four thousand stalls of horses and chariots. 12,000 horsemen whom he stationed in the chariot cities with the king of jerusalem and he ruled over all the kings of the euphrates to the land of the philistines and to the border of egypt and the king made silver as common in jerusalem as stone and he made cedar as plentiful as the sycamore in shephelah and horses were imported for solomon from egypt and from all the lands now the rest of the acts of solomon from first to last are they not written in the history of Nathan the prophet and in the prophecy of Ahijah the Salomite and in the visions of Ido and the seer concerning Jeroboam the son of Nebet? Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel 40 years and Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father and Rehoboam his son reign in his place and with that we're going to go ahead and uh, take our first break this is man up podcast number 222 we will be right back
3: you're listening to the man up spiritual oasis for men podcast it's brought to you by man up media i'm pastor chris busher and hey i know these guys their podcast is pretty authentic, and unexpectedly funny. You can find them on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Facebook under Man Up, and all other podcasts are archived on SoundCloud and now even on Pray.com app. They're not pastors, but they're very reliable, regular guys, and that's why their No Church Answers tour movement is growing so fast. So for the Uncommon Man by Equally Uncommon Men, contact Man Up at www.man-upspiritualoasis.com. And now back to the podcast and fellows of Man Up.
0: And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for pod, uh, podcast number 222. My name is Bill Cox, and uh, I was out for a couple of, of, of well, for a, a few days. And I appreciate uh, Steve Titch and taking over for me and Earl Lloyd and the rest of the fellows for letting me back. Um, we are talking about kind of the final days of Solomon and the uh, basically what um, <clears throat> you can't take it with you. And so I have often thought of this what do you leave behind? And as I was talking about this and as I was uh, going through the scripture talking about. Everything that Solomon had, shields of gold, but you know what? You can only hold one. And, and so I, I just wanted to throw out some things um, that I have thought about. Um, basically, when a person dies, and I experienced this on the farm, when an animal dies, the animal itself really does not change. What changes is internal, so you may not necessarily see it, but the outside, the corpse, is the same size. But the spirit is gone. And if you've ever seen an animal transition, all of a sudden there is no energy from that body. The body may not change physically, but the energy is no longer there and I think about it particularly about men and I'm going to throw it back to the panel about this men we are defined by our time and we we decide what we do and we manufacture our life we create our life based on time And the biggest thing for me at death, time will no longer matter. And with that, I want to go ahead and just get some uh, going to the professor. (laughs) So
1: it's interesting because I pulled out two quick scriptures. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 2. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven, a time to born and a time to die. And then Job 121, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. And I think one of the things I think our society has a unique, and I'm going to say problem with, is death. We we have a problem with death. And, And this is what I mean by that. We we give a lot of platitude to everyone's gonna die and when it's your time, it's your time and whatever you wanna say along those words. But when it comes time to it, we hide it from our kids. You know. When you get old, all your friends start dying and you you know, I I, I had a conversation with my mom the other day and she was very upset because a person that lived down the hall from her died. Okay. My mom lives in an independent living facility where pretty much everybody is 75 or older.
0: That's the only way you're (laughs) going to get out of it.
1: The only way you're going to get out of it is to die. It's one of those, I'm just kind of like looking at it going, okay, it's sad because you're going to miss your friend. But at the same time, you know, it's just, it's one of those things in my mind, our society has had a problem with death. We have doctors who don't know how to let it go.
0: They don't, we don't want to
1: age. This society doesn't oh, even yeah. want to age. Oh, yeah. doesn't even oh, want to get oh, old. Earl, Earl's grabbing the mic, man. He is pumped.
4: Uh, <laughs> uh, you, you know what gives me, uh, uh, the professor is just head on. What, what I can't understand is Christians having a problem with death. And this is what we are, you know, by studying God's word and by, as I may mention before, we know, we know that we know neither the time nor the hour. And per the Bible, this is, this is celebration. When we, when we die, this is celebration. And I, I don't want to sound cold. I really don't. But most of the time when people die, who's like 70 plus years old and people start, you know, boo-hooing and, and I understand, I understand a, a loss of a friend, a loss of a mom or whatnot, but I always ask myself, how long did you want them to live? Especially people who, who who's hurting. My mom passed away about eleven years ago, and it was like bittersweet. Meaning, it was joy for the simple fact she didn't. Ha- I didn't have to worry about her suffering no more, and it was sad, sad fact that I was gonna miss her. But joy again for the simple fact I know I am going to see her again. And but what the professor talks about is the reason we got a problem with death is because that's what the world. It's like when you go to a funeral, they they start saying things that you know that's not true. No one is up in heaven yet. I mean, anything to comfort <laughs> or, 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 or coax the family or just be positive. they rather just be positive and lie opposed to telling the truth. And that's the issue, uh, what I have uh, regarding death.
2: The uh, Kyle had talked a, a few times and told us in the past as a deacon, he uh, he ministered to a lady that had cancer. And, uh, and he shared with us a few times, and I know he shared with me that he said he would go see her and she was dying of cancer. And he said he would walk away there much happier than when he arrived. And that just blows me away. I mean, uh, it seems like if you truly believe in Christ, when you're dying, you seem to head up in the direction you turn things around and you start being positive, right? And you start blessing other people. And and I, I, I have heard that several times with Kyle's one of the few people that told me right off I know somebody like that. I go in to see them; they're dying, and I come out of there being blessed beyond. Uh, well, it, beyond funerals
0: when we're crying, we're not crying for the person; we're crying for what we're going to be missing. We're actually crying for our loss, not theirs. Right? Well, yeah. We right. lost them they out gained. of our life. W- whatever. I mean, that's the, the back cover has been put on the book but the thing about it is like Steve and I like and I was talking about about this what do you leave behind now so many people and uh I, that I know the uh inheritance and the turning over the generations has literally blown families apart as opposed <laughs> with bringing them together and as soon as that person has passed on, immediately the fighting begins yeah. over who's gonna get shares. And you gotta prepare that kind of stuff, especially as a man, before because it's going to happen in your life. And that is gonna be part of your legacy. And I like I've shared before, because I've gotten older and I'm I have more and more funerals and memorial services that I'm going to. I'm mm-hmm. conscious of the legacy part. And that is, I mean, this man up is
5: a big part of it well, because it needs to go on. You know, the, when I start to think the legacy, it's is what are people going to say at your, at your funeral? What is your obituary going to read like? And, you know, I, I know my dad does it. My grandfather did it. I know plenty of people that that's their morning routine is they read the newspaper and see who's dead, you know, but they're reading that legacy piece. You know, what have you left behind? Mm -hmm. He leaves behind a spouse and his children and his grandchildren and, and a loving home or whatever, hopefully that states well, or, you know, he passed away on Tuesday and we'll be buried and here's his, you know, memorial service and three people show up. And I, that's where I want to be with this one. Is that what are they going to say about me when it's all said and done? When the back cover is put on the book, as you said.
3: Well, you guys have, have kind of hit both of you, all three of you. In fact, have hit the question. You know,
5: we want to leave with our bags
3: packed. Uh, we want we want our families provided for. But and 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 Mike and uh, talked about this in particular, and and I I've been. Close to people who have died, and there is a process, and it's interesting how you've talked about the coming to terms with it. And and if you're if you I think if you're fortunate enough, if you're not killed in an accident, but if you're dealing with a disease that's going to end your life, and you have time to maybe process that, you may come to understand what it's all about. We we have a situation here, taking it taking it back to. Uh, Solomon and his obituary I know and, and here's where where I think some questions are due good bible questions it's really a catalog of all his wealth yeah. and well the author notes that kings and queens came to visit him we know that we did the queen of Sheba a couple of weeks ago but other kings and royalty came to visit to hear his wisdom I hate to say it, and I'm going to disagree with the author of this lesson, who does a little speculation on this. History doesn't tell us that any of these kings and queens and other royalty came away with an idea of a of a single God. All the other cultures around Israel were were, were pantheistic and and had had their own idols and demons, and it stayed that way for centuries. So, did did the just the wealth just impress them, and? You know, did 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 knowledge of God ex- extend from from Solomon or not? Now we have the legacy of his writings, so we can't we can't we, we have that, and and uh, we have what well, we've mentioned: Song of Songs, Ecclesiastes, Proverbs. But is it? A, it's not a great obituary, guys.
2: Face that, it. No, <laughs> that is. Exactly interesting. Interesting. That's exactly it's right.
1: A, it's but, a list of. What he had, yeah. it, it's inventory. not inventory. It's an well, inventory. And not only that, but but let let's be honest. What's his real legacy? Yeah. At the but end yeah, of the day, his
4: real legacy to me is what he may mention at the end of Ecclesiastes. Yeah. And I don't know who's the writer of Chronicles or Kings, mm-hmm. but his 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 obituary to me is when he left these words: "Obey, fear God, and obey His commandments." That was his obituary. After all of what he has done. And remember, this guy had done everything up under the sun. All the stuff that we've done and some. He he did it all. And his lasting words were fear God and obey his commandments. That's a mouthful. And I also want to point out what Titch pointed out, the, the 23rd verse, where all these people came just to absorb the wisdom that he had, that who put in them? God. God. Yeah. 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 proper, proper read off a list of names of all the great ones. We always go to see the great ones, mm-hmm. but do we remember who put the great ones here? The Babe Ruth, who gave yep. them the talent? The Muhammad Ali's, the Wayne Gretzky, the Michael George, who gave them what they had? Do we ever praise God for what he put the, the t- t- kind of talent that he put into some people, not just sports figures, what about people who could play a p- piano like Beethoven? You remember the story about Paul, when Paul went to eight Athens, and he told him, the very God that you have as an unknown God is the very God who made all of this.
2: The very common thing that we see in all the world today, the Bill Gates, the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, everybody, do not give the credit to God, Right. This is, and people read what they they see from them. The, our president can direct our nation in many, many ways. They can take them away from Christmas. They can point them toward Christmas. Uh, they can point them toward uh, a Christian legacy, or they can point them toward a Muslim legacy. The, the fact is, and and uh, I started saying something earlier, folks. And and this is putting the. Uh, the bullet right in the bullseye, that Steve said earlier, and I don't think I quoted it right, but he started off our our, our suggestion to us. He says, all the wealth in the world adds up nothing next oh, nothing. to the glory Amen. of God Amen. and Amen. the reward of bullseye. everlasting life bullseye. in his presence. Now, we should re- I should have really say that till oh, the end, oh, right? See, Steve, but you brought that up, and I can't help but say... Everything we can say right now means nothing compared to that I, I brought, one statement I, to be right? Fair. I wrote it up rather ironically because I think that's where, that's where I want to
3: kind of jump off from that's where right? That because yeah. that's that's the point that's the point of this last that's, that's the sunday school aspect of this we we look at all this wealth and then come to that conclusion which is true i'm not i'm not disputing that part but it's we but, but it's a, it's a it's a trope i'm afraid to say Yeah, it's the sunday school answer and this question that bill is asking about okay uh, everybody knows you don't have to be christian to know you can't take it with you yeah. That's pretty right. much right. a gift. Okay. But, so, but, but, they what, can. but the question is, as then, if I'm a Christian, what do I leave behind?
2: Well, if you're not a Christian, what do you leave behind? Well, right? And we see it today. They build statues themselves. They give charities and put their names on them. Bill Gates, charities, um, uh, all sorts. I have a list of names of people who give... And create charities for themselves with their own names, right? right. They, because they don't necessarily believe in God, uh, they they want to make sure their name stands somewhere, right? But what, but what do we build? Then? What, right. is, what know, is the, things the real question? Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. And that's okay. you
0: know what? We are what? State that question one more time, and we're going to go to a break, Steve. What was yeah. that? that All question right. we
3: know we're not building statues and wealth and mountains of shields, and everything yeah but what what should we be building for our legacy
0: and we are going to come back and discuss this this is man up podcast number 222 we will be right back
4: hey pastors and church leaders
0: And welcome back, everybody. This is Man Up podcast number 222. And what should we be building in our life? Because you can't take it with you. So what should you leave behind? And uh, I'm going to get there just by a quick little story. You know, my grandpa, he uh, lived across the street as a pig farmer. And I loved him so much. And he passed away uh, several years ago. Never forget him. I started I went to his grave the first couple of times I visited home. I don't live in the area anymore. Visited it maybe 5 years ago. A couple years ago I went to visit it. it. Took me a while to find it. What are you going to leave behind? I'm only the second generation after my grandfather. My kids didn't even know him. So what he left behind is because he was the seed to the faith that I have and the discipline that I have and so what my grandpa left me was the habit of faith and because of that I've given that habit to my children and so whether and I don't know if it originated with him maybe his his grandfather But regardless, that's far more than the money that I know he didn't have <laughs> to leave me. And that, that has enriched my that life. That means
5: he lives on. You know, that is his legacy. That is his legacy. He passed it on through his family. So
0: Right. And so of the things and that we can trace, I can trace the fact that I don't have any hair. He was bald. So <laughs> so I was given that too.
1: Well, it, it's funny you talk about legacy because if, if people go to our website, man, up. Uh, spiritual oasis they can, com. they can read a blog we wrote about legacy a long time ago and there's a picture there of my youngest son and I and my youngest son and I and I'm wearing actually we were it was the first church barbecue we had and I'm wearing actually my dad's apron he actually ran their church barbecue for 20 something years you know and and that's where I got my love for it picked up and so I'm helping out with the barbecue here But I make a point of wearing that apron every year. Dad gave me a legacy of service, you know. It was great fun for my kids to come and help with me the past couple of years, help us as we cooked and did those things. And I think that's you know that's another legacy people can see, if you if you have somebody who had service, you know, that you pass that service on.
4: My mom left me with these words when she passed away: "Stay in church," and uh, my prayer for my girls is to always just stay committed and connected to the Lord. My mom and dad got, you know, they got a house that they're going to leave their three kids, but I even told my dad to, just for peace in the family, what Bill brought up earlier, how these, when people leave this monetary or stuff behind, it just blows the family up. And just for the peace of our family, I choose to not want anything, Just just to keep the peace. I got this poem that I always use. You may have tons of wealth untold, coffers of jewels, caskets of gold. Richer than I, you can never be. I had a mother who prayed for me. And I take that same prayer to pray for my daughters, that they stay connected to the one that counts. Keep their eyes on the prize. Stay focused on Jesus Christ. Michael Cropper,
0: I'm going to make you fellow Earl.
4: (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs) My
0: right, one break right. in life Right and a little bit about legacy
2: No it, um, My mother My mother was a Christian in my family I don't know that my dad ever accepted the Lord And I mentioned this to you guys before um, And she she prayed and prayed and, and finally got to me when I was about 19 years old uh, The the um, remembrance I have of her Is consistency She went to church every Sunday. She played piano for the children's group. She taught lessons in there. And we were in Sunday school every Sunday morning, not necessarily every Sunday night because my dad griped, and I said he wasn't a Christian, Uh, and we didn't go on Wednesday nights. Uh, When I finally did decide to follow the Lord, I did start going on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights for a long period of time. But the point is you do remember the consistency and in fact, what, what do we want and who do we want to remember us? That's another thing. And Earl, Earl's mother wanted his family to remember that thing about him, and she told specific, told them specifically what they want. she wanted them to remember. And, and who do I want to remember me? Well, I, I suppose first my children, right? Then my grandchildren. First might be my spouse, if she outlives me right. Then what my children, grandchildren, the people around me, and the ripple that Steve talked about and that Bill always talks about And you want the remembrance and your legacy to go out to these people. And of course, my thing is is looking at Solomon or David. Which would I rather people remember me about? Building a temple and having a lot of wealth and wisdom, or because I had a heart of God, or or a heart after God's, a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. And that to me was that's more important than riches ever. Everybody, you look at the two and you immediately know what David's reputation is and his legacy. And then you know what Solomon's reputation is. Mm-hmm. And it's material wealth, like we've said over and over and over. And also it's wisdom. And, and Earl read something from Ecclesiastes or quoted something from it. And I was hoping Earl would, would look at verse 6 before the end there. It says, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, remember your creator before the silver cord is loosed. And he says, or the golden bowl is broken and remember guys we we talked about all the wealthy he had he had golden utensils everywhere in his palace in his uh his summer villa he didn't have silver it was too commonplace and that struck me when i read and also remember the uh, before the golden bowl is broken i remember what Solomon had all these wealth is wealth and shields and things and then earl read the verse 13 and 14 he said let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work we do into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, excellent. Oh, okay.
0: Cal Trahan, uh, Legacy.
5: You know, when I'm gone, I want people to, to say that I would be able to help people without regard to my own personal gain or anything else. <laughs> you know, Um that's what I, I generally try and strive for. You know, sometimes you get uh, personally invested in, you know, with the people that I work with, uh, you know, even on my, my business card, is I'll treat you like family.
0: Mm-hmm. I just was with my family. Don't treat
5: me that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know, we're all brothers and sisters in one regard anyway. So, um, you know, but the, even, even that was tested today. Um, had a lady that I've I've driven to see her, and, you know, it's a a stretch, and we spent time, and she has uh, quite a bit wrong with her, so we spent a lot of time trying to really make sure that everything was correct. And I gave her a bunch of advice, and we were waiting on uh, results. And uh, I reached out to her today, and uh, she said, oh, yeah, we got that, and, oh, my daughter's going to take care of it. You know, well, all of a sudden, her daughter is an expert in what I do. You know, um, so I I wish her good luck. Um, but that wasn't the attitude that I had right then. You know, which is very rare because most times that doesn't doesn't affect me. You know, that I will go out and do volunteering and help people. My main goal is education. But you know, for for this being tonight's thing of the legacy, you know, I had written that earlier and it gets tested even today you know of all days which is ironic I guess um, but it's it's something to always do self evaluation evaluation yes thank yeah. you you know always look yeah. the inter spectrum mm-hmm. and looking inside to see where we fault mm-hmm. and we'll usually find them if we look hard enough
0: Excellent, Steetich.
3: Well, I'm going to speak kind of on the negative side on this. Um, <laughs> as as <laughs> I've this said before, yeah, i said before, absolutely. I did not. I did not grow up in a happy family. I did not grow up in a Christian family. Mm. Yeah. Uh, my father was a very unhappy man, unfortunately, uh, and unfortunately, he leaned into that. Um, and he was an alcoholic, and my mother was an enabler, and there was a lot of estrangement, um, a lot of arguing, a lot of unhappiness. Let me put it that way. And uh, so there are bad there are bad patterns. I think as a legacy, you want to leave the world slightly better than it was. We all can't be. Uh, a pope. We can't all be even a pastor or a Billy Graham or someone who uh, brings people measured in thousands to the Lord. We can't do service every, every hour of our lives. It's, it's impossible. Uh, but I think first and foremost for both our families and friends and people we work with, we, we want people to remember our presence. We want people to remember being with us, and fondly, happily, that those were good times. Mm-hmm. We like, there was love. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And the other thing, especially for, for men to remember, normal begins at home. What, what your children experience, for most of the days of their young lives, they will begin to see as normal. If you grow up in a church, in a, in a in a home that honors God, that is that, and you attend church and you worship regularly, they will come to see those that behavior as normal, as right. If you, if you in front of your daughters you denigrate women, you treat your wife badly, those girls are going to grow up believing, well, that's the way men are going to treat me, mm-hmm. and uh, so, and your son is the same way so it's even more than being that watch the, the the patterns you create will be the patterns that they follow as your legacy. So so there's the negative side of this to remember as well. And we all sin. We all we're all never going to be perfect all the time. But what we want is if we live in the presence of the Lord, the Lord will live in the presence of us and we will, we will extend that outward. And finally I think I, I think we shouldn't worry about numbers. Now, I wouldn't say this in a business meeting, but I don't think God worries about the number of clicks or the number of podcasts we get uh, downloaded. Uh, I think I think God uses our podcast. I think somebody out there might have clicked on this podcast or clicked on any one of our other podcasts at the right moment on the right day and got what they needed. I hope that's yeah. that's what happens, and it might just be one one person out there. Of, yep. of all grounds, all yep. what we get so, and there, that's and that's kind of what yeah as, as Bill says that's kind of what I hope our legacy is uh, doing
5: this. There was a there's a song out there that references that very thing. The guy was out there uh, out in the woods about to take his life and he turned on to listen to one last song because mm-hmm. he liked music and it just happened to be that song that spoke to him. Mm-hmm. So I have that same or, feeling. Um, you know God's all about what we're doing and the conversation and the enlightenment that we get from each other.
0: As we get down to the end of uh, this particular podcast, um, I just uh, am struck by uh, how many people will uh, fly overseas 12 hours uh, and then take a bus ride Ten more hours into the middle of the jungle, so they can minister to an orphan, and yet they won't go down to a local soup kitchen. Uh, don't when you're trying so to true. make when you're trying to create your legacy. Uh, understand it's it's getting created, whether you realize it or not. It's not something that you have to roadmap out. And understand this: it can be as simple. As saying hi to someone that's having a bad day. It's... I I just want to go around the room one more time and get some, uh, uh, some final comments from the fellas that understand this. Yes, we all know that we can't take it with us. Okay? But also... What you're going to leave will far beyond bless the ones that you intended it to bless. And you never know where it's going to go. And with that, get some final uh, comments from the panel. Start with uh, Kyle Trahan.
5: You know, just reading this one lesson, you know, we talk about the grandeur and all of that that it was. I would have loved to have seen that in that day. You know, uh, that would have just been such a spectacle. But at the same time, just that. Such a crazy, over-the-top spectacle for no reason other than to show off. To some degree. He, he started getting there. But coming down to it, you know, Mike, you mentioned uh, the, the lady. Um, it was her third bout with brain cancer, and I think it was breast cancer the time before that. It was four. And the disposition on this woman was just absolutely amazing, you know, that everything that was coming at her, she would ask God, you know, I don't know or say to him, I don't know why you have me here on this earth, other than to try and bring lasting memories of, Christ and her goodness and her gentleness and to have that lasting ripple effect that we've been talking about. You know, Bill, your grandpa, Mm -hmm. Earl, your mom, you know. um,
0: And then maybe we'll end up being them (laughs) for somebody else. That's That's
5: the, I believe the whole point of this whole thing is how do we Lend ourselves to make sure that we have a lasting ripple effect.
2: Excellent. Uh, a takeaway from you, Michael Cropper? Yes, as I was mentioning earlier, the, the people I would love to remember me uh, with a good legacy. Uh, as I said, it started with my children. Well, the, I early, might and my also. My spouse or children and then grandchildren. Uh, yes, and, and Bill too, Bill Cox. <laughs> 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 but anyway... Um, and, and here's what I want my sh- children to say. First of all, I, I want him, I wanted to say he loved the Lord. Uh, number two, he had a sense of humor, <laughs> and and number three, he helped others. And and we already know that Kyle Trahan helps others because yeah. we've had a lot of testimony from him as a deacon in this church. He uh, he spends a lot of energy helping people. So I hope wow. one day that people will say that of me as well. He helped others. Now. Uh, the author mentions something, and I'm going to read it for just a couple lines. And he says, uh, and, and and referring back to Solomon and all his health, all his wealth, he says, whereas money can buy lots and lots of stuff, it cannot buy the things that truly matter. It cannot buy love. It cannot buy forgiveness. It cannot buy joy. It cannot buy peace or relationships. And it cannot buy the matters of the heart. Most importantly. It cannot buy anything beyond this life. Money cannot buy things that are eternal, and it certainly cannot buy us out of our appointment with death, which we've been talking about, folks. And then the Bible has much to say about our hearts and about our money. And one of the most famous scriptures or passages on what we should do with spending our life right now is in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, lay, lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves cannot break in and steal it. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Matthew six, twenty to twenty one, uh, Jesus was giving us a clear warning not to invest our lives and treasures only in the temporary things of this world, but rather to invest in eternal things like the salvation of our own souls and those around us. And folks, if you're listening to us right now, you've got some life left in you. So keep that Excellent. in mind and how you're going to live.
0: Excellent. So,
4: uh takeaway from you, Earl. Because we know we can't take nothing with us, that puts us in prime position as being in the clubhouse with the lead. Anybody in here ever won something before? Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Anybody yeah. in here ever raised? you know, whenever you got victory, right. you raise your hands up. Absolutely. And – that's got to be one of the best feelings in the world. Well, guess what? We we got victory. We got victory because we've already won. We got we got Jesus Christ, and because we got Christ, and because we already know we won, all we should be just want to do is just praise God, pray more, do more podcasts, sit around the table, share testimonies, and just draw closer to the Lord. Michael Cropper read off the fruits of the spirit. Just gaining fruits of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience goodness, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness and the ability to be self control it's nothing like winning nothing like winning so as Christians we can just go around with our hands raised up because we got victory and we know we good, we good, we good. good
3: and if you ever come to Sugarland Baptist Church look for the guy with his hands <laughs> yeah, removed. that's right that'll be Earl <laughs> All right. uh, take Welcome
0: away from you, you. Steve Titch yeah, producer uh-huh.
3: Um I'm gonna throw in a, a movie reference. Uh, Akira Kurosawa, who directed all those great uh, fun samurai movies, Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, uh and if we want to throw in Ripple Effects, without without uh Kurosawa we would not have had Star Wars. Um that's a fact. Or Shang-Chi. <laughs> or Shang-Chi. <laughs> yes, or, yeah, no. And without yes, without all of that, you can follow the line. But one of his greatest films, it isn't a samurai film. It's a it's, it's set in modern times. Set in modern times being the fifties when it was made, uh, is a Kiru, which deals with this very subject: a do we leave something meaningful behind? And that's it's about a mid-level bureaucrat who realizes he's dying of cancer, and he realizes his life is going to be the stone that plunks to the bottom without making. A Any ripple. sort of ripple, and he spends the last months of his life making some ripples, and it's and and and, and certainly it's a it's a Japanese film, so it's not Christian. It deals with Japanese culture, but it, the 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 idea is cross culture, which is why it's a great film. But it the, the point is, it takes some courage and conviction to do that. Sometimes, sometimes the easy way out is just to fade away, and that's not. That's not the man-up way. No. It's it's get out there, build something, create a legacy, and create a Christian legacy. Create a legacy of love. Create a legacy of the kingdom that can, in some way, go after you.
1: Excellent.
0: Uh, Takeaway from you, Professor.
1: German theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, often quoted one of my favorites, in his book, The Cost of Discipleship, he wrote, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. Mm-hmm. He actually had an offer from Richard and Reinhold Niebuhr to move to America in the early 1930s, before World War II began, after Hitler had risen to power. And Bonhoeffer founded a confessing church, ran a seminary, basically spoke out very hugely against na- the National Socialist and Hitler. He refused that offer because he said... I cannot minister to my people if I don't go through this with them. And I I think one of our big legacies is understanding that we have to be not part of the world, but we've got to live in the world so that people can see us and see what we're leaving. I started with two verses, and I'm going to end with two. 1 Corinthians fifteen twenty two, for as in Adam all die, so in Christ all will be made alive. Mm-hmm. And then Philippians one twenty one, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the attitude as Christians mm-hmm. that leaves us our ultimate legacy.
0: Wow. Uh, Talking about legacies, uh, and you know what? I'm I'm kind of a weasel here. I pick up uh, what everybody everybody (laughs) does, and I just sort out the good the good points. Uh, Commitment by Robert, discipline, faith by me, consistency by Mike, and to quote Earl, "Stay in church."
2: That's right.
0: Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men, a podcast. But before we finish, I want to talk to a professor about, what, the next two weeks coming up?
1: We are we are going off script. We we finished up Solomon a little bit early because we do some lessons together. And we're going to be talking from a men's perspective for the next two weeks on the future of the church. And I don't mean like our church, but the global church. Where does the Christian faith go in the 21st century? Or twenty yeah, 21st century as we move as we move forward with this. I always have to do the math on that. Right. But you know, next week we're gonna talk about it in relation to the culture and how Christians should be interacting with the culture as we go through and I've got some doozies planned for that and then oh. the next week we're going to talk a little bit kind of about theology you know and and theology is not I, I don't go to the point that it's a living breathing changing thing but it, it morphs in our understanding of God's revelation changes and how does our understanding of that revelation change because we hit the 21st century and um, I, I'm going to tell you now if you listen to this podcast and you're an evangelical, because you're going to get tagged on our next two podcasts bring it uh, <laughs> I'm, All right. So. I'm, I view you as, as dangerous as the Gnostics were in the early church right now
0: well excellent we're going to be looking forward to that so on behalf of our producer Mr. Steve Titch Michael Cropper Robert Koshu Earl Lloyd Kyle Tran my name is Bill Cox, and we're on this No Church Answers Tour, so check out our new YouTube channel. Additionally, we do our podcast uh, with a live audience, so watch out for that. And whether you found us on Facebook, SoundCloud, where we archive all of our podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Pray.com. If you have any questions or comments, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com. Our website and post it there. If you're unable to attend a church, check out the Sugarland Baptist Church streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and SugarlandBaptist.org, and starts Sunday at 9:45 a.m. And when you are ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible-based church. Why local? So you'll go and participate and find a small group, ABF Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School like this, so you can have discussions in small groups. And find one that is men only. And if there isn't one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. you want and I want the truth. You
1: can't handle the truth.
0: Dedicated to the uncommon man. Created by equally uncommon men.
1: If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a
3: flamethrower to this place. You
0: can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up podcast.